Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Sunday service of FCC. I'm so glad to see the faces on site. And to those who are online, welcome to join us, uh, whether you are joining us in real time or watching this service after it has been broadcasted. Welcome. Uh, I think as the regulations around mask wearing starts to be relaxed from tomorrow onwards, from next Sunday onwards, you'll be able to sing live uh, without masks. So for those who have missed belting out your voices, uh, please do come on site and continue to join us uh, every Sunday. Uh, every first Sunday of the month, we actually have got live worship. So do come and join us on site at One Commonwealth if you miss singing live. Uh, now let us prepare our hearts with a call to worship. Hungry for meaning. Welcome, welcome home. home. Thirsty for purpose. Welcome, welcome home. home. Yearning for comfort. Welcome, welcome home. Burning for challenge. Welcome, welcome home. Ready for learning. Welcome home. Eager for serving. Welcome, welcome home and welcome, welcome to, to worship. worship. Now let us join the worship team for a time of worshipping together. Disaster lurks, we flee away. God, we need. 
dark and secret hiding place where we yearn to see your loving face. God, we need your touch. A ray of light, a ray of light seeks truth a threat. It starts to run and starts to spread. It's what begins to fill this place. God's love, God's love will
Let us now steal our hearts and come to God in prayer. God, our Creator, indeed we know that we'll be restless no matter at what stage we are until we rest in You. And as the song says, as the world is devastated by war and violence, God, we need your touch. The Ukraine war has been going on for six months and there seems to be no end in sight. God, we need your touch. In this world, filled with so much violence, filled with so much greed, that a war could disrupt not only the lives of those people in those countries, but the lives of people all around the world. With food shortage, supply chain disruption, oil prices increase and inflation. We continue to lift up all these issues onto your hands. And in our own small ways, to do whatever we can to just help another fellow human being to live a better life. God, in Singapore, we complain the inconvenience caused by the once in 50 years ponding. But in Pakistan, the flood has caused loss of homes and over a thousand lives. The climate change has caused so much disruption. Certain parts of the world are facing drought, certain parts of the world are facing flooding. God, we continue to lift up earth itself. And as this is where we call home, may we take on the responsibility to take care of our home as you have given it to us. Closer to home, we give thanks to you for the three cents and a repeal. That this little step of victory, this small victory, comes a bit too late, but we are still thankful. We give thanks to the hard work of the people who have been fighting for this for the past decade or so. And we also understand that the hurt and the loss that was caused by this to the LGBTQ community can never be erased. But God, as we continue to engage in conversations with those who are against this, may we remind ourselves that the other is also made in your image. That we remind ourselves that we, we present ourselves 
as beings in your image too, that we engage in a civilized conversation and not sling mud at each other and not just treat the other as the enemy. God, we also know that you know what is in our hearts. Even if we don't utter out the words as prayers to you. We lift up those individuals who may be suffering now due to no matter what reasons. We pray for your presence to be with them and with each of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Your majesty would welcome me. I was lost, but you brought me in. Oh, your love for me. Oh, your love for me. Oh, the sun sets free.
Good morning, church. It's my privilege today to introduce our speaker, uh, Wendy, who is uh, on our council. And Wendy and her husband, um, David, and her family, and her two children, um, Emmett and Sophia, are all members of our church. And it is this season that we are lifting up um, different voices from community so that we can hear um, the diversity in our congregation and the reflections. Um, so, Wendy, go on. Okay. <laughs> Getting old, so. <laughs> okay, um, so it's an honor to be here to uh, share God's word uh, with you today. So, um, let us pray. Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your word be heard. In the meditations of our hearts, may your word be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. Amen. Today's scripture reading is from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 14, verses 7 to 14. Hear now the word of God. When Jesus noticed that all who had come to the dinner were trying to sit in the seats of honor near the head of the table, he gave them this advice. When you're invited to a wedding feast, don't sit in the seat of honor. What if someone who is more distinguished than you has also been invited? The host will come and say, Give this person your seat. Then you will be embarrassed and you will have to take whatever seat is left at the foot of the table. Instead, take the lowest place at the foot of the table. Then when your host sees you, he will come and say, Friend, we have a better place for you. Then you will be honored in front of all the other guests. For those who exalt themselves will be humbled, and those who humble themselves will be exalted. Then he turned to his host. When you put on a luncheon or a banquet, he said, don't invite your friends, brothers, relatives, and rich neighbors, for they will invite you back, and that will be your only reward. Instead, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Then, at the resurrection of the righteous, God will reward you for inviting those who could not repay you. The word of the Lord. Now, in Jesus' teachings, we see that God values the humble and the generous, that is, those who lift up others. So what does Jesus' teachings mean to us today? So I invite you to consider these two questions. 
What kind of guest are you? Are you restlessly seeking seats of honor, or are you content to take the lowest place at the table? And what kind of hosts are we? Are our relationships based solely on extracting value from each other, or do we give without expecting repayment? Now there are two kinds of guests that Jesus describes in this parable: those who compete for seats of honor, and those who are content to sit anywhere, even in the lowest place. And the difference is in the condition of their hearts. So, what is your seat of honor, and what do you desire? So, as I read the following quotes by David Foster Wallace, reflect on which statements feel true for you. Everyone worships. If you worship money and things, if they're where you tap real meaning in life, then you will never have enough. Never feel you have enough. It's the truth. Worship your own body and beauty and sexual allure, and you'll always feel ugly. And when time and age start showing, you will die a million deaths before they finally plant you. Worship power. You will feel weak and afraid, and you'll need ever more power over others to keep the fear at bay. Worship your intellect. Being seen as smart, and you end up feeling stupid, a fraud, always on the verge of being found out, and so on. We compete for seats of honor, for money, beauty, power, and intellect, because we're afraid that there isn't enough, and because we judge ourselves, judge each other, and are judged in return. So I worship intellect and power. I work at a university doing research,、uh, and I have a colleague who's also a good friend. And、uh, you know, he. But whenever he like publishes a book or an article in a you know in a good journal,、uh, or sends a six C and you know on the climbing wall,、um, you know, even though I say I'm happy for him, and、uh, and I really do mean it,、um, but I also feel inside resentful and jealous. Um, so, and even when I was,、uh, you know, listening to the sermons by our other guest preachers, <laughs> they're all here <laughs> today,、um, and、uh, I just, you know, I still felt like, you know, so impressed by their eloquence,、um, and it made me feel really inadequate and afraid. And also, when I play board games, even though it's supposed to be fun, but actually, I'm really driven by、um, by my need to win. <laughs> Um, and so on, right? This goes on and on. So、uh, these things are like my default setting, right?、Um, I measure my worth um, by, um, you know, by by these things, by my achievements, and、uh, and I feel trapped. I feel restless, and、uh, and you know, and if I want to, I can't seem to change. So if you're at risk of you know losing some of these things, money, possessions, beauty, power, and intellect. Would it make you feel afraid, angry, despondent? If so, then it's possible that you're worshiping these things instead of God. Now, contrast this restless heart to one that is content, that is at rest, 
And this heart is characterized by a deep security and sense of worth in God's love. A wonderful illustration of what it means to be transformed by God's love comes from a series of um, Christian cartoons <laughs> called uh, VeggieTales, which features uh, singing vegetables. And one of my favorite episodes is this rhyming story about a group of little creatures uh, known as snoodles. So every Tuesday, a new snoodle slides down the chute from a large clock tower in the middle of town to join the Snoodle Society. And one Tuesday, uh, Snoodle Doo emerges with a backpack containing paints, a paintbrush, and a kazoo. And he also discovers that he has wings. So as he's figuring out you know, his purpose in life, he tries to use these gifts. But the older Snoodles ridicule his attempts, and they paint pictures of his failures, and they stuff them in his backpack. So over time, he becomes weighed down by these pictures, which made him feel worthless. And finally, he decides to leave Snoodleburg. And when he reaches the top of a nearby mountain, he meets a stranger um, that, you know, and invites him into his house and explains that he is the creator of the Snoodles. So the creator throws away the drawings that the other Snoodles made, and he shows him a new one. And he said, here's what you look like. Here's how I see you. Keep this in your pack, and you'll find that it will free you from all of the pictures and all of the lies that others made up just to cut down your size. So I remember watching this, even as an adult, okay? <laughs> and I'm feeling profoundly moved by the simple yet powerful truth. The only person who truly knows me is my creator, and God wants me to see myself from God's perspective. And you can see that the picture that the creator showed the snoodle is not as he is now, but as he is meant to be, flying with confidence and joy. Now, God sees you, your potential, and wants to free you from measuring your worth based on money, things, beauty, power, and intellect. But God also wants to free you for something else. Now, there are different kinds of freedom, and the kind that is most precious you will not hear much talked about in the great outside world of winning and achieving and displaying. The really important kind of freedom involves attention and awareness and discipline and effort and being able to truly care about other people and to sacrifice for them over and over in myriad, petty, little, unsexy ways every day. And that is real freedom. So to all who are listening today, are you restless or are you content? If you want to be free from needing to win, to achieve, and display, and to grab that seat of honor, then ask yourself, how does God see me? 
Who does God say that I am? Do I believe that I'm fearfully and wonderfully made? Do I believe that I'm God's beloved child in whom God is pleased? So next, we turn to Jesus' advice to the host. And Jesus highlighted two contrasting kinds of hospitality, which I label as transactional and transformative. When you put on a luncheon or banquet, he said, don't invite your friends, brothers, relatives, and rich neighbors, for they will invite you back and that will be your only reward. Now, what Jesus is doing here is not dismissing relationships with loved ones, but critiquing the host's motivation. And one of the clues in the text is rich neighbors. The host's goal is to impress their peers, to display or even to advance their social standing. Now, this still happens today, uh, for instance, at wedding banquets. There is a careful tracking right, of our angbaos to ensure that there's reciprocity between families. And these ritual transactions reinforce social class boundaries. In other words, they keep the circle closed, allowing entry only to those who can contribute. A wedding banquet is never a free lunch. Now, transactional relationships can get what each party wants, but they are unlikely to create the world that God wants. Instead, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Then, at the resurrection of the righteous, God will reward you for inviting those who cannot repay you. Now, on the surface, it may seem that Jesus is teaching us to simply be charitable to the poor. But the context here is that of a banquet where guest attendance is critical to the host's honor. It's embarrassing if guests don't show up after all the preparations have been made. So Jesus is saying that the poor and those suffering from infirmities honor the host with their presence. And Jesus is challenging the host to establish a guest relationship with the poor and the affirmed as equals, treating them just as they would their family and neighbors. So are there poor and those suffering from infirmities among us? I believe so, even though it's hard to see sometimes. In our community, some of us suffer from various physical or mental conditions. Some have experienced abuse or trauma. Some have addictions. Some struggle to stay employed, and some live paycheck to paycheck. Some experience pain from estranged relationships with family or friends. And some of these challenges are obvious, 
and others are hard to detect. And just as the poor honor the host with their presence, so we honor the community by sharing our experiences of struggle, to encourage one another to have faith and hope. So today I'll share a little bit about my challenge. Um, so I live with bipolar. It's a, a medical condition that's characterized by extreme moods. I used to suffer a lot, uh, but it made me feel very close to God, and because uh, I prayed a lot, right, asking God to help me. But I finally realized that God also wanted me to stop trying to manage uh, this alone and to reach out for help, both for professional help and for and from friends. I was really, really afraid of being vulnerable, but I was also really desperate. And as I did so, I got the treatment that I needed, and I also discovered that I wasn't alone. And by opening uh, up to others, I was also able to help them. But we can't simply dump our burdens on each other. We're all limited in what we can, uh, how we can help each other. But God has infinite time, attention, compassion, and presence. So for us to be an emotionally healthy community, we need to have God mediate our relationships. So whenever we're sharing or listening to another person's story, imagine that Jesus is sitting with us. Now, sometimes we may not be entirely honest with ourselves or each other, but God knows the entire truth and will patiently guide us. So our responsibility is simply to lift each other up to God, to God, and not to fix each other. So let's be hosts who see our responsibility not as charity, but it's building a diverse community that honors all kinds of people, and especially those who struggle with various challenges. Now, hosting guests always comes with a reward. And the reward for transactional hospitality is the exchange of social capital that people use to get ahead in life. And the reward from God for transformational hospitality is so much better. But what is this reward? Now, in several places, the Apostle Paul wrote about a prize or a crown that he's striving for. So as he neared his likely execution, he wrote to Timothy, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race and I have remained faithful. And now the prize awaits me, the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give me on the day of his return. And the prize is not just for me, but for all who eagerly look forward to his appearing. So what is this crown? So in Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, he passionately stated, after all, what gives us hope? 
and joy. And what will be our proud reward and crown as we stand before our Lord Jesus Christ when He returns? It is you. Yes, you are pride and joy. So look around. Our reward is each other, this community that we are becoming. The body of Christ. It's how in how we care, how we celebrate, how we mourn, how we listen, how we set healthy boundaries, how we keep promises, how we forgive, and how we gently admonish each other. Now, life together may not always feel rewarding. But with God's help, we will keep progressing. So, do Jesus' teachings feel too hard, impossible even? How do I become free from the things I worship that are not God? How do we stop using our relationships to exchange favors when everyone else is doing it? And how do we manage the discomfort? Of being with people who are different from us. Well, yeah, it is impossible, <laughs> unless, unless, Jesus comes into our lives as guest and as our host. So, in a letter to the church in Laodicea, in Revelations, the Spirit of Christ says to a church that has become lukewarm. Full of nominal Christians, and he says, "I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends." Now, last week, Gary preached about responding to God's call, and in the final Menti question, he asks. What do you sense God calling you to for such a time as this? And I was reading through all these very heartfelt messages about you know loving, serving, witnessing, but I was really struck by this response: "Enjoy the moment." So start there. Open the door. Jesus promises to enter, not to demand anything of you. But to delight in your company, as friends, enjoying spending time together for its own sake. Do you know Jesus as your friend? Now Jesus never owned a home, so he was always the guest. Even for the Last Supper before his execution, he had to borrow a room to host the meal. So in John 13, Jesus knew that the Father had given him authority over everything, and that he had come from God and would return to God. So he got up from the table, took off his robe, wrapped a towel around his waist, and poured water. Into a basin. 
Then he began to wash the disciples' feet, drying them with a towel he had around him. Now Jesus is fully aware of his position as Lord and teacher. He's completely deserving of us falling at his feet. But instead, Jesus falls at our feet. And he says, since I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you ought to wash each other's feet. So Jesus, our host, has become our servant. Jesus, the only one who deserves to sit at the right hand of God, willingly gave up his seat of honor to give us seats at the table. He showed us what it means to make room for each other without fear of losing out. So do you know Jesus as your servant? As we grow to personally know Jesus as a guest who becomes a friend and as a host who becomes a servant, our lives will be changed and we will experience the freedom and the courage to live selfless lives. So let us pray. God, you call us to lift up others by humbling ourselves and honoring people who suffer various challenges. But we can't do this without the spirit of Jesus, who is the ultimate guest and friend and the ultimate host and servant. So come, Jesus, and make your home here and take your seat in our midst. In Jesus' name, amen. We have now come to a time of communion. If you are joining us online, now will be a good time to uh, prepare your elements so that we may partake of it together. We gather each Sunday at this table. Even though at this time we are not all physically together, the table of God's feast transcends time and space because God's love transcends all boundaries. So this table recognizes no boundaries. Here at FCC, we celebrate an open table. This means you do not have to meet any criteria. You do not have to be a member of FCC. You do not have to be baptized. You only need to recognize that God's grace is sufficient. The cross is two lines intersecting. The cross is where sorrow meets joy, where pain meets healing, Fear meets faith, death meets resurrection, hate meets love. Together, this, this table, table is, is at the intersection, intersection where two lines meet. 
This table is the declaration that love is stronger. Love is stronger than hate, stronger than death. This table where we break bread is a table of love, the center of where love flows. This table is one of awareness, awakening, of forgiveness, of reconciliation, of salvation, of love. With grateful hearts, we break the space of history to share in your vision of sharing at your table where all are equal, all are free. We ask you to bless this bread and this cup. Through this meal, make us the body of Christ that we may join with you in promoting the well-being of all creation. Amen. We remember on the night when Jesus and the disciples had their last meal together, Jesus took the bread and gave thanks and broke it. He gave it to the disciples, saying, This is my body, which is broken for you. Take and eat it, and as often as you do, remember me. In the same way, he took the cup, and giving thanks to he gave, giving thanks he gave it to the disciples he said drink this all of you this cup is the new covenant poured out for you and for many do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me We now invite the stewards to come forward to distribute the elements. If this is your first time joining us for communion, uh, please hold on to the elements so that we may partake of it together.
God bless these simple elements so they will nourish and strengthen us in body and in spirit. Let us partake the elements together. May invite you to stand in body and or in spirit to join in this prayer. Together. Lord, make us instruments of your peace. Where there's hatred, let us sow love. Where there's injury, pardon. Where there's doubt, faith. Where there's despair, hope. Where there's darkness, light. And where there's sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Please be seated. Thank you, Wendy, for the sermon. Indeed, uh, I mean, though I appreciate that you say that we should look at ourselves as how God sees us, but I'm wondering how difficult that is. Because, you know, the, our image of ourselves is not just a culmination of the accumulative of the images that our parents, our friends, our, uh, our, our colleagues, or our fellow students, or even our fellow Christian community sees us. A lot of times, our image of ourselves, we also have a certain image of ourselves that we put on ourselves that we, we are not aware of. And at FCC, a lot of times, we really do try to put across a message that we are all God's beloved children. And as with the sharing of the communion, everyone is welcome, regardless of whether you have been baptized or whether you are a believer. This is indeed God's table of feast. That all are welcome. But all these are just symbolic if in your heart and in your mind, you don't believe it. No matter how much FCC preaches that you are God's beloved child, if the image of how God sees you is from what you learn from other churches, that LGBTQ people are an abomination, or that you're not good enough because you have not lived up to God's standard, or what the churches define as God's standard of you, I think you will always be struggling to find that, you know, contentness to live and to be in the presence of God. But I'm glad that we're all here together, I mean, continuing on this journey together, that we are not alone and that you are not alone. And that once again, I'd like to welcome you to the Sunday service of Free Community Church, where free stands for first realize everyone's equal. And indeed, you are God's beloved. So welcome, everyone. So if you are new to FCC, or if you think that uh, you do not know what FCC stands for, allow us to keep in touch with you. You can leave us your details at 
fcc.la/welcome and somebody will reach out to you. Every month we have a newcomers meeting. Uh, this month's newcomers meeting will be immediately after service. Uh, if you are here on site and like to find out more about what FCC stands for, speak to our pastors and speak to some of our church leaders, uh, please stay back immediately after service. If you cannot make it for today's newcomers meeting, uh, please just feel free to email us at info at freecomchurch.org. Uh, we'll send you a link for the next month's newcomers meeting. Uh, now we come to the giving segment of the service. Uh, FCC depends on the giving of everyone to make FCC exist because we are not uh, affiliated with any uh, uh, Christian denomination and we are actually an independent church. So you may give by two methods. You may give by pay now. Uh, the two codes are there. One will be for the general fund and one will be for the building fund. And you may also give by credit card at freecomchurch.org. Give.Asia. Please note that giving by credit card only goes to the general fund and a platform fee of 1.5% is actually uh, implemented by the platform itself. So uh, before, you may also give, for those on site, you may also give uh, by dropping your giving into the collection bags. But before we do that, let us just give thanks. God, indeed, we... Thank you for being our wonderful creator and creating us in your image and that we are your beloved creation. And though a lot of times the world, our parents, our family, our friends may tell us different, but we know that in you, in you is the love that you have for each and every one of us here. No matter who we are, what our status in life is, whether we are powerful or not, whether we are beautiful or not, whether we are rich or not, in you, we are just your beloved child. And God, as we learn to experience your love for us, may we also learn to respond to your love and give love to others so that they may know that they are also your beloved child. God, we lift up all that we give unto you be it finance, be it time, be it effort, and be it whether in church or outside of church, that in everything we do, we do it as a form of worship for you and to you. In Jesus' most precious name, we pray. Amen. Uh, can I, may I invite the stewards to come forward and take up the offering? Now is the announcement section of the service. The very first announcement is by our Mandarin ministry. Uh, I will read the slide in Mandarin. Uh, FCC Chongwen Twanti Chen But please note that we have not come up with a suitable Mandarin name for FCC. That's why it's still called FCC because we can't translate free community church. Uh, yeah. So FCC Chongwen Twanti Chen Xian, Zhu Daowen, Dakai Zhu Fu Tianchuang. Uh, Freecomchurch.org。呃，这个是一个两个礼拜的节目，所以是下个礼拜天九月四号跟九月二十五号时间是在一点到三点半。如果你有兴趣参与这个节目的话，呃，请电邮info@freecomchurch.org。呃，你
I will do. I mean, it's very simple. I mean, the whole thing just comes down to FCC Chinese Ministry, the Lord's Prayer. But no, it doesn't just come down to that. Okay. Uh, the Mandarin Ministry is doing a two-Sunday afternoon uh, program uh, on 4th of September and 25th of September. This allows you, this program allows you to access the gateway to heaven's blessing and helps to decipher the secret to the Lord's Prayer and enter into the presence of God. So if you're interested to join this program, this two Sunday afternoon, uh, please send an email to info at freecomchurch.org and someone will respond to you. Next, we are still looking for volunteers. I think even as Singapore keeps on opening up and we are trying to welcome you uh, back to come on site, to join the service on site, our online broadcast service still continue and we are going to continue with that because now we have got uh, people from all over the world. We have people from Malaysia, from the UK, from Australia, from Philippines, all watching our service uh, online. So the online service still needs to take place and we really, really, really need a lot of volunteers. In this case, we are looking for visual presenters, but if you're interested to serve in any other areas of the production ministry, please just sign up at info at freecomchurch.org. So now, uh, I'd like to invite Pastor Miak to come up for the benediction, but before I... Yeah, you can come up. <laughs> so before uh, yeah, I let him uh, do the benediction, I'd like to just uh, appreciate his work for the 11th what, anniversary at FCC for serving us so hardworkingly for the 11 years of blood and sweat at FCC. And a lot of times... Uh, there's a lot of behind-the-scenes works, like even the repeal of 377A, he has also put in a lot of effort, not just, in, not just as representative of SEC, but in his individual capacity as part of the LGBTQ community. So indeed, uh, let us just uh, give thanks to Miak for Thank you. all that he has given to us. May I invite you to rise and receive the benediction? This table is an invitation for you to feast, to enjoy God's company. And sometimes it is hard to understand why would God enjoy our company. But God delights in you. And sometimes we might not even delight in ourselves. Perhaps the invitation to begin there is to recognize you don't need to do anything, prove anything. God just sees you as God's beloved with whom God is pleased. And from that space, stop judging yourself. Stop focusing on your failures and focus on how God loves you and how God sees you as who you are. And may you be freed from those burdens so you can be fully alive, fully alive to do what God has invited you to do, to be a witness to God's love to all people, all the time. So go, go as a beloved child of God, and go declaring that love always. All this we pray in our 
guest, our friend, our teacher, our Lord, who's also our servant. Go in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Have a blessed week ahead.